0: Welcome to the Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasna. Okay, I'm deviating from regularly scheduled programming here. In fact, today's episode initially, and somewhat ironically, featured Russell Brand on the topic of forgiveness. Commune was also primed to launch our 14-day wellness summit later this week that also prominently highlighted Russell. However, given recent revelations, I simply did not think that these were appropriate pieces of content to release into the world at this moment. So our small and mighty team is doing a bit of last-minute shuffling, for which I'm grateful. Over the past couple of days, I've received hundreds of text messages and emails from Commune members, from friends, from co-workers, press, investors, and from other authors and teachers on the Commune platform, all asking me about Russell Brand. These inquiries are, of course, connected to the recent allegations accusing Russell of sexual assault. In the case that you've missed it, four women have come forward accusing Russell of sexual assault spanning the time period between 2006 and 2013. One of the accusations includes rape. The alleged rape victim has apparently provided medical records confirming that she had been treated on the day of the incident at a rape crisis center. Another account includes an abusive relationship between Russell and a 16-year-old girl. Russell was 31 at the time. The age of consent in England is 16. So this relationship does not appear to violate any laws relating to statutory rape, but the purported behavior is morally questionable. The allegations were made in a joint year-long investigation between The Times, Britain's oldest daily newspaper, The Sunday Times, and Dispatches, a British current events documentary program on Channel 4. Russell released a YouTube video on Friday, September 15th, denying the allegations and claiming that his relationships have always been consensual. In the denial video, he also painted the allegations as a collusion between mainstream media organizations and an attempt to silence him as an independent voice. Now, the questions that I'm getting from people range from, is it true, to what are you going to do about it? Some people are threatening to cancel their commune memberships if we continue to platform Russell's course. Other people are urging us to wait for all the facts to surface. So instead of trying to respond to each email and every text, I will do my best to address these inquiries here, knowing that new information is bound to surface, that will likely influence my thinking and our response. So for some background, I managed Russell to the degree that's possible for about 18 months in 2019 and early 2020. Over that time, we developed a number of creative projects together in connection with his work on recovery and addiction. This included an online program hosted on Commune about recovery. We also collaborated to develop a stand-up comedy show that reinterpreted the 12-step program. I organized a global tour for that show, which was cut short by COVID lockdowns. And that marked the end of our business relationship. And while my professional relationship with Russell was complicated, my personal rapport with him was in many respects quite gratifying. I deeply believed in the work we were doing to help people recover from addiction. To date, Commune has put over 400,000 people through Russell's recovery program for free. We have hundreds of testimonials from people who share moving accounts about how the course bent their journey toward recovery. And beyond the course, I accompanied Russell to various homeless shelters and recovery centers where he would lead seminars on recovery and sometimes deliver meditations. he was always generous, if in a self-serving kind of way, after a performance or a talk, he would hug and take selfies with literally every single person at the venue, both out of big-heartedness and to satisfy an unparalleled requirement for ego adulation. Russell's thirst for fame is uniquely unquenchable, a quality to which he readily admits and often joked about publicly in his shows russell may have kicked crack and alcohol back in 2002 but he remained addicted to fame and for a period also sex he acknowledged and readily come to this i spent many memorable moments with russell and his family and i truly adore his wife laura with whom i deeply empathize i suppose if you marry someone whose promiscuity is as public as russell's then you need to be ready for public scrutiny. Now, what is happening now, however, is at the next level, and I really feel for her. That said, if there's anyone sturdy enough to manage it, it is Laura. She's a wonderful mother and a wonderful person. And I only knew Russell to be a doting and devoted husband and father during the time that I worked with him. Simply, so many people know Commune and me in the context of Russell And while I've considered remaining on the sidelines and letting more information surface and claims be corroborated, that doesn't feel like the strong choice, nor does it respect the actual women that were harmed. So I'll forgo the path of least resistance here and wade into the morass. So first off, I have no window into the verity of the alleged sexual assaults. These events are purported to have taken place well before my or commune's relationship with russell now the regular listeners here know that i am a rigorous researcher i rarely shoot from the hip i seldom see matters as starkly black and white and i try to use long form media as an opportunity to explore nuance also as a part-time buddhist i try to avoid extremes and find the middle way Of course, sometimes there is no justifiable middle position, such as the case with sexual abuse. Sexual abuse, whether it be in the form of physical assault, abuse of power, or in the worst case, rape, has zero place in the moral universe. This behavior is odious in every aspect, and perpetrators need to be held accountable. Hard stop. So if Russell is guilty of these accusations, then he must answer to them. At the same time, every person deserves due process and the presumption of innocence until proven guilty beyond the shadow of a doubt. Our justice system is built on this premise. Any rush to judgment, either to vilify Russell or to exonerate him, is harmful to the real pursuit of justice. However, that is exactly what appears to be transpiring on the Serengeti of social media. The story is just two days old, but public opinion, as it seems increasingly apt to do, is sprinting toward the polls. There are plenty of people ready just to string Russell up, and justifiably if the allegations are true. However, while the accusations against Russell are deeply serious and concerning, they have not undergone the kind of rigorous examination for any of us to be able to say with complete certainty. That he is guilty of sexual assault or rape. Now, personally, I've yet to be able to actually watch the Dispatch's documentary because it's not available to American audiences. I've now subscribed to a service called Beeb, or maybe that's BB, I don't know, which supposedly will give me access. And to this point, I'm relying on news reports that reflect the findings of the documentary. At the same time, the reaction among the majority of Russell's fan base, and you can see this in the comments on social media, is that the investigation is a huge setup, a collusion between the forces of big media to silence and discredit an anti-establishment rabble-rouser. And this presumption simply has zero evidence behind it. Now, of course, Russell has done plenty to set the table for this reaction. He spent the better part of two years creating a platform that sows the seeds of distrust in institutions. And his denial video only further fans the flames of suspicion. Now, in his rebuttal, he claims to be the victim of a, quote-unquote, coordinated attack from the mainstream media outlets who published the allegations. Once again, the Times, the Sunday Times, and Channel 4's dispatches. And that there was a serious and concerted agenda to control his voice and by extension, the voice of the populist masses on his platform. Now, Russell's denial is right out of the dystopian playbook. Create the mood of distrust and then leverage it to protect yourself and show no compassion for those harmed. So on one side, we have a rush to judgment and on the other, a rush to a type of delusional conspiracism that seems to punctuate this moment in history. Now we must try to create a society where women who make accusations of sexual assault are heard and are treated seriously. And this includes the women confronting Russell. And at the same time, instant belief, the untested acceptance of allegation as truth also betrays justice. In a more perfect world, We could hear the accusations, examine the evidence, consider the defense, and then a decision would be rendered by a jury of peers. Unfortunately, cases of sexual abuse like this, to the great detriment of the women harmed, often do not make it to the courtroom. Instead, they are litigated in the callous court of public opinion. And this is why so many women choose to never confront their perpetrators or must do so anonymously, as in this case. So, then it's left to the public amidst a tornado, a swirling windstorm of information and misinformation and editorial bias to determine guilt or innocence. Well, I want to live in a more perfect world. So, I want to take a breath and allow the wheels of justice to turn. I want to approach... This situation, the way I approach all of my work, and that is with rigorous research. I want to apprise myself of all the facts to the best degree that I can know them and make thoughtful decisions. If indeed the evidence proves that Russell is guilty, then there is clearly no place for him on commune or on any conscious platform for that matter. Now, with that said, I also believe in redemption and forgiveness. But that requires contrition and a willingness to make amends and address the harm caused. And at this juncture, Russell appears uninterested in this tack. Perhaps he will revisit step nine of the 12 step program and have a change of heart. Now, as a general comment, in these public trials, society tends to revert to Old Testament style retributive justice. We focus on the perpetrator and the appropriate punishment to fit the crime. And while this is completely understandable, we seldom focus on the harm that was actually done. I've seen about a thousand articles on Russell over the past two days, and none really on the women that were harmed. And more than anything, that should be our concern. Are these women okay? Have they been able to recover from whatever trauma was induced by these events? Is there the possibility for restorative justice that focuses on remedying the harm and offers the opportunity for forgiveness and redemption? I suppose in some manner, Russell is right about being quote-unquote targeted. Had he just stuck to recovery and addiction work, would anyone at the Sunday Times be interested in him? I don't know, probably not. Russell has amassed an audience of 6.6 million people on YouTube under the auspices of quote unquote just asking questions. Questions like a recent video titled, What Really Started the Hawaii Fires? Of course, the title of the video is geared to leverage the YouTube algorithm, play on human negativity bias, and tap into the backwaters of the internet where people believe that the deadly blaze was intentionally sparked by government-issued laser beams. In essence, this type of content mimics the tactics leveraged by the mainstream media that Russell so vehemently critiques. Create a scandalous headline. Layer an editorial bias over it. Deploy it in a manner that evokes fear and outrage for the purposes of garnering more views to sell ads. Russell's thirst for fame and his cynical pursuit of it has attracted attention. And now the size of his audience has put him in the crosshairs of greater public scrutiny. Russell justifies his just asking questions approach as innocent, healthy skepticism. However, he clearly doesn't favor the tactic when it's employed by the Sunday Times or Channel 4. Now, I share a healthy skepticism of our public institutions with Russell. But our approach to finding solutions couldn't be more diametrically opposed. Now, I don't agree with his scorched earth approach to burning it all down. I want to hold the institutions of liberal democracy to account. This is why Commune makes courses on civic engagement or on how to run for office, on regenerative agriculture and soil health, on holistic non-pharmaceutical methods to heal. We want to make our institutions better, from government to agriculture to the medical health industry. I suppose in the same way, I would prefer to hold Russell accountable versus burning him in effigy and watching him slip permanently off into the shadowy realms of Andrew Tate, Elon Musk, and the male bully club. do I think Russell is the same person now as he was in 2006 or 2013? No, I don't. But I do remember how powerful Russell was when he was focused on helping people. And the recovery course on Commune is a vestige of that time. I've seen it work for hundreds of thousands of people who've endured a lot of suffering. Now, all of this said, is it appropriate to host a proven rapist on your platform? Provided that perpetrator makes zero effort to address the harm caused, makes no apology, and doesn't own up to it, the answer, in my estimation, is patently no. So I'll be spending the following weeks gathering information and considering new evidence that will inevitably arise. And I will also call Russell. This is the best form of due process I can muster. I will also contemplate the question. What do you do when someone you care about does very hurtful things? As a means of addressing sexual abuse more broadly, Commune is re-releasing two episodes this week featuring the voices of two women who were assaulted. The stories of these inspirational women, Ashley Spence and Marley Liss, will hopefully provide models for healing, for restorative justice, and for forgiveness. Okay. Thanks a lot for listening to today's Commune Podcast. My name is Jeff Krasnow, and I'm here for you.